Sickness on my CD, sickness in my reach beat, destined to leave free, dress in a three-piece, rolling in Lexus, dress with the weed scene, do it for Montreal, why I rep in the BD, meaning it's Bangladesh, keeping a gangster fresh, releasing a demons out this angry kid, deemed to be dangerous. Hi everyone, thank you for joining our uh, second episode of the podcast for Bengalis of New York, or as most of you know it as Boney. Uh, before we start, I'd just like to say some of the things that we realized from the first episode. Like Cam mentioned, he's here right now also. Hey, everyone. So, like Cam mentioned last time, it is our new, it's, it's a new venture for us, and we will make a lot of mistakes. For example, uh, Cam, what do you think you did wrong? Oh, my God. I uh, I just did it right now. Oz and ums. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Toastmaster, and I, I should know not to use so many uhs and ums. Right. But... And- I'm sure I will, but uh, we'll get better. And for me, I was just, I was literally outside when we were recording this. So in the recording, I heard police sirens, construction workers. Everyone could tell I was in the concrete jungle. It's all right. We'll get better. Okay. Before we get started, though, I really want to give credit to um, Ari Kulla. He's the one who did the intro and outro music for our podcast. He's a very talented guy. Um, he's a rapper, an artist who's currently based in Canada. Cam knows him very well too. I, I actually never met him, but uh, it just shows you with this bony project, we're just finding people that are just willing to be supportive of what we're trying to do. So I just reached out to him on IG, and he responded and said sure. And then I really liked uh, the particular song that we use because he actually shouts out uh, shouts out uh, Bangladesh and and. Uh, and uh, talks about being Bengali. So, I, and it's also it's also a really cool video. Check him out on IG. It's Arikul Arikulla. We'll, yeah, we'll uh, maybe we'll, we'll put we'll it in the description. Him. Yeah, we'll link re- him on the page. Yeah, really talented guy, and we'll probably also have him on on a future episode to interview him. Even though he's not in New York, but uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be in New York. We'll try to make it happen soon. All right. So today's topic. One of my favorites and something I've been wanting to talk about for a long time, it is visiting Bangladesh, all right? I'm sure we all go back to Bangladesh, every single Bengali that moves here with their parents. Going on a vacation means one of two things. One is going to Bangladesh and the other one is going to Niagara Falls. So today we're going to talk about visiting our homeland, all right, Cam? How was the last time you went to Bangladesh, bro? So I, last time I went was after I got married in 2014, but the first time I went back was in 2007, and that was, uh, I want to say, 17 years after I came here. So I came here in 1990, 06, wow. and uh, we didn't go back until 2007. And to say it was just culture shock and environment, I mean, is an understatement. It was just crazy. I remember getting off the airport, and it was like, if you, if anybody watched, has seen um, uh uh, the Godfather and Godfather, I think it's two. It's like they're in Cuba and there's just all this mayhem going around. And the government was ousted. That's what it felt like. It was just like complete mayhem when I came out of the airport. And I remember, I remember, I actually remember thinking to myself, I was like, oh my God, how do people come to the airport like this? Because it's so difficult to breathe. I was like, wow, I can't wait to get out of the airport. It's so, so difficult to breathe. And then I remember... You know, driving two hours for, to wherever we were going, and I was like, "Oh my God, it's not the airport. This entire country." It was just, <laughs> I had how do people how do people breathe? It was just the air was so thick, so polluted, and I was just like, "How am I going to breathe for the next three weeks?" It was just it was just insane. 
Um, but it was a lot of fun too. I mean, I got sick, obviously. I think most people get sick. I got really sick. Um, oh, and man, and my stomach and uh, I have to, some of it was my fault. I had to have the street food and I regret that, but it was really good, but I had to have street food. So I had some street food, but got really sick. Uh, but it was fun too. I got to see family that. I hadn't seen for a long time. I built uh, relationships with people that really, I mean, I would just say hi and bye on the phone growing up. So that was really cool. Um, but everything just looked different from what I remember. So I'm, I have a different um, uh, story because I did, I do remember, I have some memories of Bangladesh because I came here when I was six. So, but everything was completely different from what I remember. I remember, I, I mean, when I went back in 2007, it was just like, wow, everything's so much more dirty and and uh <laughs> smaller i remember i remember well i remember and also just the people generally looked impoverished from what i remember i remember but it was also 17 years later so that's understandable but but it was uh it was a it was a it was a bad and good experience i was sick but also just built built relationships i remember uh, going to the countryside i'm from Borishal, and i remember the countryside was really beautiful the green, um, the food in the countryside, the fruits and the vegetables, it was, everything was just delicious. I, I actually felt like I enjoyed the countryside more than, 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 than Dhaka. What, what do you think? I would love to say that, but I'm originally from Dhaka, so I don't have a countryside to go to. Uh, but everybody, <laughs> so, everybody has a countryside that their family's I, from, I, no? Uh, my family's originally from Dhaka, oh, wow. so our countryside is Dhaka, which is the downside. Oh, of wow. So for me, home, for my parents, like when I went back, well, like I, I moved here back when I was four years old. But unlike you, my parents took me back there every one or two years. It was like it was like a must do thing for us because most of our family was back there. And for my dad, like that's what he craved. He craved like the busy streets, like, you know, the polluted air, that whole atmosphere. So like that's to me, I'm used to it. Like I, when I get off of the airport, I have like this sense of relief. Like I feel like I'm back home, but I do, I have, I've been to different villages and I do understand what they are. They're super clean. It's very nice. It's so calming. It's nice and open. I personally feel like it's a great people. there have a great quality of life. As they well. do. And there's just the people just, I feel like people are just really genuine. When I went back in 2014, uh, this was after I got married my wife went with me. And like everybody came to see her, like nearing villages, nearing villagers. It was just crazy. So many people came to see, like the Bidashi wife. So it was really, really interesting. And <laughs> the Notun Yeah. Another <laughs> funny story is like they have the migram. They have this. They have these vans. So I told my, I think I told my wife, oh, we're gonna take these this van to, to to our from the boat to to our our house. And she's like, oh, cool, they have vans. A van in my in my gram is basically a, a bicycle with like a little seat in the back and that, that's what they call a van so you're like this is not what i was thinking a van was a van gary that's what I, they say i guess <laughs> it's like it's like a bike with like a platform yeah. in the back you can just sit on. <laughs> yeah exactly cool that's cool very really cool um i go back so often so for me i would say balance is like a, it's like another home but something along more interesting i would say is um, about a year and a half ago when I went back, I did a backpacking trip. So I was able to actually get the real experience of the country by myself. 
Because, you know, when we go to Bangladesh, it's like you're always under lockdown. I'm sure you can relate to that. So you go and your parents don't want to let you out of the house. If you're going, you're going with 10 other people. If you're going somewhere, you're going to see 50 other people that you don't know. So the trip is basically like you're an exhibit. People come to see you and then you go to them to show yourself again. But the last time I went, it was a lot different because I just decided to like, I just woke up one day and I'm like, nope, it's not going to happen this time. And I just packed up my bag and I just literally went for a cross-country trip. And I went to a few places. I went to Borishal. I went to Maimon Singh. I went to Silit. I went up to Cox's Bazaar. I was actually at the Rohingya camp for a little bit. So you just did this all by yourself? No one with you? I did it by myself. You'd be surprised... There's a lot of backpackers in Bangladesh. That's so surprising. In yeah, in every state, like Borishal, Silet, uh, Rangamati, they have universities, right? So there's Rangamati University, there's Silet University, and there's Chitrang University, and all these universities have hostels, like hostels, right? And these are not only for the students that live there. Backpackers can live there as well, and they're dirt cheap. So whenever, most of the time, I ended up either staying at a hotel, and if there wasn't a hotel available, I stayed at the hostels there. And the people are so kind, you know, you can just start talking to someone, and they'll probably, they'll invite you to your house. But do you read Bangla? Do you, like, can you read Bangla? I cannot read or, like, write Bangla. So how did, how would, did you get around? <laughs> I, I, I would be I just asked. <laughs> I would just ask. So, like, my Bangla, my Bangla is very fluent. So... When I speak Bangla, people don't realize that I can speak English at this level either. They just think I'm another Bengali. So when I just ask someone like in Bangla, they'll just yeah. re- respond to me. But I don't think I ever told anyone in my backpacking trip that I don't actually know how to read Bangla or, like, or write. Yeah, it. I agree. You, you do have really uh, like Shuddha Bangla. I, I have the opposite problem. I have like Borishali Bangla. And that's actually why uh, one of the reasons why I asked for him to do uh, uh, work on Boney with me is because his Bangla is so good. So when we talk to uh, a street vendor on the street, Fahim is able to communicate better what we're trying to do with Boney than I can. I just sound like a bumbling idiot when I try to explain <laughs> it in, in Bangla. Cam's voice just gets high-pitched when he speaks Bangla. It's hilarious. Oh, wow. I, I hate listening to myself. I'm, I, I don't even like listening to myself on these podcasts. It's cool though. Every 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 villager. I mean, every every like you're from Borishal, so the Borishali dialect is different. Like there are some there are some dialects in Bangladesh that when you hear it, you won't even realize that it's Bengali. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it, it, it gets really bad. So how, like I would say, it's Borishal is all right. Like there's some really like some really complicated ones. Like you know, let's not forget to mention like the Noakhali language. Oh, and and Chittagong and and Silities. It's like a different language. It's crazy. Like Chitagong, I feel like Chitagong is like the most hardcore. Like I don't know, I don't, I don't know anything. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely. Crazy. So where? Tell me about. Tell us to tell them about some of the places you visited. So how was? What was the? What was the best part of your backpacking trip? Again, and I've never heard of somebody backpacking through through uh, Bangladesh. I mean, backpacking through Europe and Africa. But so what was? What was the best part of of your trip? One of the coolest parts that. All my friends make fun of me because of this story. I think, I don't know if you've heard it yet, the goat story. <laughs> so the goat story is, my friend think it's, my friends make fun of me. They just call me, he just went to Balanus to buy some goats. But uh, what it, what actually happens in it is I went to um, Borishal and I get off of the bus stand. And at that time I had like, you know, I had a cousin with me and like, there was no hotel. We got off at a time where we couldn't find a hotel, and I, I don't recall what part of Borishal it was, but we went to a tea stand, and we were just drinking cha, 
And we were talking to the guy and we're like, can we find a hotel around here? And then we eventually just told him about ourselves. Like, you know, we're just traveling. We're both from like America. And he invited us to his house for dinner. So we ended up going to his house and he literally was so caring. Like, that's the thing that I love about Bangladesh, that people are so welcoming that he let us stay at his house for a few days. So after a few days passed by, like, we want to move on. And then at that area, the bazaar only happens every Friday. I don't know if that happens in other villages, but that's how it was over there. So every Friday, like, you can go to, like, the small markets and buy, like, you know, regular stuff. But, if, like, for the big things, like, meat, big fishes, uh, large large game, like, large packets of rice. Every Friday is where that, it's, it's called a hut. You know, like, the hut during Yeah, the they have that in my village, too. So at every Friday, there would be a hut. And then I went with him, and I had to pay him somehow. Like, I didn't want to just stay at his house, and I, I just didn't know what to do. So when we went, and he would not accept money. He just wouldn't do it. I tried numerous times. He would not accept money. So we went to the hut and his kids were playing with a goat. And I'm like, you know what? Let me just try buying them this goat, right? So I went I went up to the goat guy and then I ended up buying this female goat. And he offered me the second one, which happened to be the baby of that goat for half the price, which I think was a great deal, to be honest. So he was telling me, why are you buying a goat? You're going to go back in a few days. And I'm like, I just want to like give it to the masjid. Don't worry. And he didn't say anything. So we bought the goats and we came back to his house and I stayed maybe another day or two. And we just kept the goats with us. And I told him, I'll just give it to the masjid before I leave as like a donation for like Jummah. And before leaving, you know, I just told him, you know what? These goats are for me to your children. It's not for you. I know you don't want to accept any money or any gifts. So I want your children to have them. And th- that's the goat story. So my friends basically call me the goat man. <laughs> they call me the goat man because whenever they hear about me going to Bangladesh, they're like, okay, this time is going back to buy some yaks. Uh, I know what to get you uh, for your birthday. I'll get you a, a goat. <laughs> Bro, I love goats. All right? When I was young in Bangladesh, you have no idea. I was young in Bangladesh back in 2005. I think I was 10 years old. I went back to Bangladesh and I always stay at my nani's house. So my mom's mother's house. And my uncle shower me with whatever I want. And I kid you not, it was my birthday and I asked for a goat. All right. Oh, wow. And they, and they bought me a goat. Right. <laughs> so I woke up and there was a goat in the balcony. It was the happiest day of my life. That had to be the best present. Like literally the best present. Uh, so people, the non-Bengalis are going to be like, wow, these uh, Bengalis are obsessed with goats. Because I have a goat story too. It's not as, it's not as cool. But <laughs> I remember when I was, okay, this is TMI. But I, when I was circumcised, and I remember this because in Bangladesh, it's not always done in right, the hospital. Right. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. I so I was too. like, Jesus I think Christ. I was like maybe five and a half. And I remember just getting it done right in the open field and in my village and Borisha. And then afterwards, what happens to make you feel better? They have this huge party, and I got a lot of gifts. And I don't know why they put a. I, I'm not joking. I had a crown. It's like you got you got circumcised. Now here's a crown. I had a crown. I don't even. <laughs> to me, I don't even. That doesn't even make any sense. Why would they give me a crown? Anyway, so I was wearing this crown around all day because I was so proud to have this crown. I don't know, but but I remember uh, the other thing they did was they gave me somebody gave me a, a goat, and I was like super excited. So yeah, my circumcision. Uh, I got I got a goat. It was a lot of fun, and I remember playing with the goat. But um, I don't have a goat here. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I would love to have a goat here. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, maybe. I mean, upstate, get a farm, have some goats. So what happened to your goat? 
I have no idea. I think it ran away, actually. Bro, probably ran I had away. to eat my goat. Oh, wow, that's tough. I, could, I don't know if I could have done that. Like, they didn't even tell me. So, like, I was, there for, I was there for about two months in 2005. And before leaving, I'm eating biryani one day. And I'm like, where's my goat? They're like, you're eating it. Oh, wow. I almost died. I would have cried. So, speaking of eating, so that's so I want to talk a little bit about do's and don'ts for maybe some of the people that are listening haven't been back to Bangladesh and don't know what to expect. So, I want to talk about some do's and don'ts. I talked about this earlier which is I had street food and it caused a lot of problems. So that's the first thing I would say is just be careful about what you're eating. I know that the street food in Bangladesh is really delicious and it looks really good. Just be a little bit more picky than I was about street food. Don't just go to any street food guy. Talk to your family. Be like, oh, this is this guy good? Have you guys ever had any issues? And, and it's, it, people that have never been back won't believe this, but you'll go to a street and literally like there's like flies all over the food in Bangladesh, like on, on the street food, all over the food. That adds the flavor, right? <laughs> that adds the but flavor. Well, all they do is just like wave their hands uh, and, you know, make the flies go away, but they still serve it. It's like the craziest thing. I mean, the FDA, I mean, it would go just bonkers in Bangladesh. There's just, there's just no like rules for street vendors at all. Like if they had like... But they have the ABC ratings here for restaurants, and Bangladesh would get like Z's like all across the board for the street vendors. They're just so unhygienic. But anyway, I would I would say definitely be careful with the food. I'm surprised you didn't have any issues, but uh, that's probably because you went back more frequently, right? I, I went back more frequently. The only thing, so when I go back to Bangladesh, I eat everything. Like there's no way to stop me. But the only thing I do like take care of is the water. You have to make sure all the water you drink is bottled water. You cannot drink tap water in Bangladesh. That's the only thing that will literally mess everything up for you. Um, unless you go to a village. I, I went to deep villages and they have the deep tubules. You know what that is? Like, you know, just a handheld hand yeah, pump. Yeah, yeah. You pump the yep. water out from under yep. the ground. That water is very clean. That water is good. But tap water that just comes to the tap, like especially in Dhaka, it's not drinkable water. You should. No one should be drinking that water straight out of the tap. Some people boil it, then they filter it. Like, they don't even directly filter it. They boil it, then they filter yeah. it. Like, that's how dangerous that water is. No, I, I hear stories from my family members that oh, if you buy bottled water, all they do is put tap water in there. I mean, I don't know how true it is. But, <laughs> uh, I saw that, too. I saw that, too. I, I don't know. But, yeah, I agree. Bottled water. I would never touch the tap water. I mean, it's right. just not uh, doable. What, do you do? what did you do about just, just breathing? Like I said, like it was just so tough <laughs> to breathe. Did you get one of those face masks? Because... At one point, I mean, in the summer, what what months did you go in when you went? What you I think in? I went in like April, uh, first time I went. When I went in the summer, it wasn't that bad. During the colder okay. seasons, the air is very dusty. Yeah, it's it's, it's it is very dusty. One more thing that I'm gonna I'm gonna share another funny story is you need to make sure they cannot tell you're American. Right, that's a big deal. But that's so difficult to do. I mean, it's but, really they like they know you're. They just know. I learned the hard way. So back back in 2013, when I went with my parents, my dad was like, "Let's go to the bazaar. We're gonna we're gonna buy every we're gonna buy some like groceries for the rest of the month because we're here, you know." So uh, my dumb self decided to just wear short like shorts, boat shoes, and I took my video camera with me. That just says is this like a neon sign that says tourist boy? Yeah, right. So I went to the bazaar, and my dad's like, "We gotta buy some chickens. Let's go." I'm like, "Okay, let's buy some chickens." So we go to the chicken vendor. And he's and we're bargaining with him, and we're gonna buy twelve chickens, like a dozen chickens, because we have a really big family. And then 
he's showing us these chickens and they look so alive, right? And then he's like, are you from America? And I'm like, yes, I'm from New York City. And then he's talking to us and he gave us the chickens. Like, we didn't kill them. We got the live chickens in two, like, in two, like, groups of six. I was holding them by the legs. And we were driving home. When I got home, I kid you not, one of the chickens was dead. Oh, wow. And you can tell that chicken has been dead for a while, right? I don't know how he put that chicken in there because I could swear to God, I checked every single chicken before, you know, putting it in the car. So this is how you'll get duped in Bangladesh if you openly tell people you're American. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't do realize. that. You can't do that. But I feel like they just know. That's why I feel like I can't hide it. Even if I'm wearing like a Punjabi with bata sandals and a tupi, like I, I feel like they still know that I'm Bangal- uh, that I'm from I'm from here. I always just make sure I take somebody with me that that can bargain because I can't bargain for my life. Like I, I I I've tried and I just can't do it. So I always make sure I go if I go go shopping I, I take somebody that really knows how to, how to bargain because i'd be paying three times the price for something i i went i remember in the one time i had to get a haircut because i needed a haircut and i was like okay i'm gonna do this by myself because usually i feel like in bangladesh <laughs> like usually in bangladesh when i go it's like crossing the street i feel like an old lady like i need somebody to hold me hand, hold my hand i don't know the signs but anyway i went to get a, get a haircut and i remember that not only did he give me a haircut he gave me like this massage <laughs> he put like all this stuff in my hair and i was like wow this guy's doing a lot and it i know came exactly up to, like, what you're talking to it me. came out to like it came out to like three dollars like it was just nothing it was like nothing i was like well, this is the best like deal i've ever gotten and i went back home and i told them how much it was they were like holy crap that's like three times what he normally charges so i there i was i thought i got a deal and then i went back they're like no you, you got you got shipped I feel like Bengali barbers and the Bangladeshi haircut is the best haircut in the world because you don't just get a haircut. You get everything. It's amazing. Yeah, it's, it, it absolutely is. It's they like the best deal for your money. Yep, yep. Well, and they're, us, like, and they're like looked down upon in Bangladesh too. We should have a thing about that. Like we, oh, yeah, we, definitely. Yeah. Most, of the, most of the barbers I've encountered in Bangladesh, I think the majority of them are Hindus. Interesting. And I just think it's a lineage thing. So... I remember one of the. Remember we interviewed someone in Jamaica. In Jamaica, Niranjan. yeah, Nelson. Yep. Yeah, Niranjan. and he was Hindu as well, and he was telling us how he's a barber, his older brothers are barbers, his dad is a barber. It's a family thing. So the, yeah, the barber lineage is different in Bangladesh. Like, yeah, we should we should have a we should have an episode about uh, uh, I think barbers about professions that the Bengali culture looks down upon, and and barbers is one of them. I, I don't know. There's quite a few. Even I mean, even some people uh, think plumbers know, too. Oh yeah, plumbers. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Plumbers. People don't even sell groceries to plumbers in Bangladesh, which is which is disturbing to me. Wow. It's 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 horrible. Even though it's a it's a majority. It's a it's a Muslim country, and the Muslim religion doesn't believe in the caste system. But it happens. It happens everywhere. Any other uh, tips for going back to Bangladesh? Well, that's about it. Just learn to, like, you know, keep to yourself. Don't be too outspoken about where you're from. Drink clean water and be very picky with your food. And I think you should be good. Yeah. I, and be I, open to experiences. Be open to new experiences. Don't I just agree. sit in your house and do nothing. I agree. And, and the other thing is, I, I complained a lot in the beginning, but overall, I had a really good experience the first time I went back because well one thing is everybody treats you like a king right you're like this you know guy from america and you're obama you're, you're obama you're, you're you are obama 
you, you are and and it's 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 a cool experience and people just generally you know they're they're, they're happy to see you and yeah, like I said, I've built relationships with the last few times I've gone, and I still keep in touch with them on Facebook. I'm not a social media guy, but I actually just I went back on Facebook. One of the reasons to just keep in touch with some of these people that I that I built relationships with. So overall, going to Bangladesh honestly is a is a is a great experience. I, sometimes it's it's a choice you have to make. Sometimes I'm like, okay, well, I'd rather spend the money on going to Europe or going somewhere where there's a beach, but. I, it's it's a decision you have to make. Sometimes I'm like, okay, you know, we'll do it every few years. So my my, my wife and I travel a lot, and we wish we could go every year, but you know, we have we you know we need a break, so we do other we go go to other places. But every once in a while, I think it's it's good to go back, uh, not just to uh, build relationships, but also just I feel like every time I go, I come back and I get a better sense of uh, appreciation for what I have here. Exactly. Um, and I think that's really, really important because you see people on the streets, living on the streets, you see people, little kids that are begging for their next meal, and you really, really get a sense of uh, appreciation for what we have here. And at the same time, you see the millionaires and billionaires of Bangladesh driving in, like, super expensive Benzes that we can't even afford over here. And yeah. It's right in front of your eyes, the economic difference. It's right in front of your eyes. And it makes you so grateful for where you are right now. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we talk about the, you know, sh- uh, shrinking middle class here by Bangladesh. I mean, the, 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 the difference between rich and poor in Bangladesh, I mean, is enormous. It's, it's, uh, it's, I mean, that's another topic altogether. But I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, and uh, again, I want to thank everyone that listened the first time. And also, thank, again, thank Arikula for letting us use his music. We're going to have a lot more episodes, um, different topics. Guys. If you guys want to tell us what what we should talk about, shoot us a message on the Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter now. Go to our website, BengaliesOfNewYork.com. We have the blog post there now. You can get all of our podcasts there. We're, we're on Spotify, right, Cam? I think we're, we're on Spotify. Spotify. We're pretty much on everywhere that uh, has podcasts except Apple. Uh, they're still in the process of approving us, but we're everywhere. Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. Uh, everywhere else we're we're on there so um look for for us and when we'll be we should be on apple's apple Podcasts soon as well right you know and as always thank you everyone so much for all the support we've been getting so far we couldn't have done it without you guys and the only reason we do this is so you guys have a better understanding of what our culture really is so reach out talk to us tell us what you want and we'll try our best Ain't nothing okay. new under the sun 101, the hunting begun For something I want My heart pounding like thunder is thumb Pumping my lungs, hyperventilating My life's coming undone So I'm running, running No foresight, separating my negative thoughts Like a apartheid, keeping the whole world To God's eyes, and wondering What it's all like How we just an animal breed Do we share the same genes as Adam and Eve Why do we sleep to canvas a dream Throw my motherfucking hands in the stream And take a stance in the heat Handle the breeze Batting an element Trapped in a settlement With my back See the elephant Rapping and stabbing me Leaving me with gashes And seven legs But as long as I'm alive I'll keep my ass patting And laughing And still steady traveling Presidents who represent me.
tune suppressing MPs, suppressing MCs Wanna leave my stress on the beat But sometimes being a rapper can be depressing and deep Facing rejection a week It's either I'm too generic or the message too deep Mama wants me in school so I can get a degree I ain't ready to be And I guess she wants whatever is better for me But one day they'll press on my CD Success in my reach beat Destined to leave free Stress in a three-piece Rolling in Lexus Blessed with the weed scene Do it for Montreal While repping the BD Meaning it's Bangladesh Keeping a gangster fresh Releasing a team As out these angry kid Deemed to be dangerous Been leading a cheater But still leading a new life Selling my pain, will you buy my misery? Baby, don't you know? 